0: in
1: the game. In the game. Yeah! Hey! John, my man, how you doing? Doing okay, man. How are you? Doing good, man. NBA playoffs getting up and running this weekend. You you, know, you cover the Boston Celtics for Locked on Celtics uh, podcast and Locked on NBA, RedZombie.com. Um, I got to ask you first, before we get to the playoffs and all that good stuff, kind of describe the Boston Celtics season that they had this year. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Am I allowed to make retching sounds? Uh, yeah, uh, go it, ahead. It's been a kind of breakneck season because, look, they still the two seed in the East. So they had a spectacular season. They won two more games this year than they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that they did, considering that uh, Gordon Hayward. Broke his ankle five minutes into the season, and Kyrie Irving only played 60 games. Uh, But they got great contributions from Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Al Horford obviously had an all-star season. Uh, They got a bunch from Terry Rozier, who made a big step forward. Marcus Morris got hot after his knee injury. So we got a lot of positive things. Brad Stevens is still a wizard, and so we, we got further confirmation of that. This season uh, They They played Everybody Literally everybody That they had On their roster mm. And because of All the injuries They had to go out And get like A dude from China In uh, Jonathan Gibson And he came in he made an impact And he contributed To wins So uh, as, as nauseating As all of the injuries Were uh, And how much time They lost From key guys To still be The two seed Was, was pretty amazing So on one hand, very, very enjoyable to see these guys overachieve. On the other hand, very, very frustrating, especially now going into the playoffs, because I think their path is set up perfectly. If they had had their full roster, this is a perfect path to the conference finals.
1: Now, talk about the, 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 the second year impact of Jalen Brown, the rookie year for, for Jason Tatum. I thought they, had, they both had fantastic years. Uh, You know, I know Gordon Hayward got hurt very early on in the season, game one, and that led to more minutes for Brown, for Tatum. So they were uh, on track pretty early. Um, talk about the years that Tatum and Jalen Brown had.
2: Yeah. So with Gordon Hayward, you know, obviously no one wanted him to get hurt. but. When things happen, there's always a silver lining. So when he went down, it became kind of like the Jason Tatum year. It was basically Jalen and Jason and and people in the front office said, it's, it's on them now. And they really stepped up. I think let's start with Tatum in his rookie year. Coming out of Duke, people didn't see him as much of a shooter. And he came in and just led the NBA in three-point shooting for a long stretch, and he still finished the season over 40%, which who saw that coming? And and as the season went on, he's added other elements to his game. Uh, he, he's just progressing at a very nice pace. He's being a little bit more aggressive now that Kyrie is out. He knows that he doesn't have to defer to the other veterans. And I think earlier in the season, as a rookie, as a guy who came into the league at 19, he said, look, I've got... Gordon in the preseason I've got Kyrie Irving here I got Al Horford I'm gonna let those guys cook mm. and whenever I get one of the scraps I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna eat and and he just kind of had that approach defer to the stars and you kind of get the overflow now he's really taking charge and he's being a little bit more aggressive and he's he's adding you know dribble moves that we haven't seen that we didn't know that he was capable of and it, he's just having a tremendous tremendous rookie season I think most Rookie of the Year ballots, depending on how you go on Simmons and Mitchell, they are obviously the top two guys. Right. I think Jason Tatum is a, a solid third-best rookie. And, and for a while, he was in the mix for, for the Rookie of the Year early on. But I think he's had like the definitely the third-best rookie season this year. And Jalen Brown, man, he, he's made this very exciting leap from year one to year two last year he very frustrated uh he got benched a lot and i I think that he he had a a steep learning curve now another guy who in college at cal couldn't shoot and i think that was as much situational uh as as anything and now in the nba he's become a reliable three-point shooter and he's another guy very very aggressive very good defensively a really good two-way player. I think we're going to see him in the conversation of the very good to maybe someday elite two-way players in the NBA. We've seen him get hot offensively. The other night, he dropped five three-pointers in the first quarter. We've seen him lock a lot of guys down. He's got very good defensive numbers against some really good wings. So, the leap he's made from year one to year two is the type of leap that superstars make. And I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but if you are going to be a superstar, you need to make that leap. You need to take that step, and he's taken that step. So that's number one. Now, next year, he has to take another year two to year three leap where people are like, oh, wow, now, now what? Now look at him go. So that's the next step. But he's he's on a very exciting path, and we'll see how, how far down that path he can go.
1: Was this, uh, in your opinion, was it smart for – You know, a a guy like Kyrie to just uh, maybe the timetable of him getting the surgery was kind of off. But was it best for him to say, you know what, I'm just going to sit out this playoffs and um, come back next year? And two, does it does do should the fans worry next year and beyond for the the health of Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving where they may not even play the whole year uh, going forward?
2: Um, I can't really speak to whether it was the right or wrong decision. The team and the player uh, and the medical right. staff all seem to agree that it was the right decision, so I'm right. just going to defer to them on that. Um, it's There There has been criticism, criticism of Kyrie, but I don't know how well-founded that is. I think if it was bothering him and he couldn't play, then he couldn't play. And I think because of the Hayward injury, this was never going to be the year anyway. And so why risk some inflammation and and whatever thing was bothering his knee? Why risk that turning into something bigger? Just just do it. And the other thing is, I should say, they said there was an infection in the knee. And because it was on the bone, you can't get antibiotics because antibiotics travel through the blood and there's no blood getting to the bone. So you actually have to go in and surgically remove that. If they're dealing with an infection you almost have no choice but to clear that out. So it is what it is. As far as next year, I don't think there's any concern, especially for Kyrie, because he didn't injure his knee. This was just to remove the stuff that was put in after he fractured his kneecap in 2015. Mm -hmm. So the screws and the wire, all of that stuff is what came out. So he didn't go and have like a tear or uh, any sort of internal structural damage to the knee. They just took stuff out that was put in there to heal. So I'm not concerned about that because it wasn't an injury. It was just removing that stuff that, that was bothering him. As for Gordon Hayward, I think that he can make a, a pretty full recovery. The, the bone heals, and once a bone heals, there's no real risk of re-injuring a bone. And if the, the ligament damage was fine, then I don't think he's going to have a long-term a uh, I don't think he's going to be gimpy on that angle, uh, ankle. I don't think it's going to slow him down or cut any anything from his vertical. So I think fans should probably feel comfortable that both of those guys going into training camp are going to be
1: 100%. So in all reality, you know, because many people before the, before the year started still said Boston was one year away from competing for a championship. You know, they could get to a conference finals, but to be in the finals and, and actually winning it. They're still a year away, even before we started this year. But now going into next year, you still uh, feel deep down that uh, seeing the rise of Philadelphia, seeing the Cavaliers may not. We don't know how long LeBron's going to be uh, at tip top condition and shape and see you know how they go. But you still feel Boston is really one year away from trying to get to the finals and, and trying to win the finals. Right.
2: Yeah, I think, I think next year is the beginning of legitimate contention. Like, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be – that was always supposed to be the year because, yeah, they had Gordon and Kyrie and, and Al Horford, but we needed time for Tatum and Brown to develop and, you know, however else they were going to deal with Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier and contracts and whatnot. But I think now, going into next season, you know, starting the 2018-19 season, they, they are – Ready That's going to be The beginning of Celtics as Legitimate title Contenders Like they're going to be One of the teams Along with Philly And whatever happens With LeBron If he stays Then obviously Cleveland But Toronto Like I think They are going to Make that push Next season With healthy Kyrie and, And a healthy Gordon Hayward I think they'll be fine Because Tatum and Brown Have made those Jumps they're ready. That starting five next year, Kyrie, Tatum, Brown, Hayward, and Al Horford is dynamite. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. They're all they can all score. They can all be potential 40 point 3 40% three-point shooters. They can all be plus defenders, minus Kyrie. They can th- th- I mean, and who do you who do you stop? Who do you guard? You can run a pick and roll literally with any one of those five as the ball handler and the pick setter. Like, any combination works. So, that's going to be a scary uh, proposition for the league. However, Philly is going to be in that mix, and I think this year they're going to have some hard lessons to learn Mm -hmm. in the playoffs, but they're going to take those lessons into next season. And however Markel Fultz pans out, if he can get that jump shot down, then they're going to be super, super dangerous. And we'll, we'll see how they construct the rest of their roster, but... That's not going to be an easy path, but you can easily make uh, a case for Boston next season if they stay healthy Mm -hmm. to come out of the East.
1: Two more before I let you go, John. Um, Regardless of what happens with the season with Boston, um, you know, last year with a big free agent uh, frenzy, with you know, Boston was trying to get Kevin Love and Paul George and the Hayward's, and they end up with going Hayward in the free agency. Now this year. you know, you know, it's going to be fun to see who Boston may get or may try to get one rumor out there is seeing Kawhi Leonard end up in Boston. I think if you guys get end up getting him, um, I think it's going to be a, a championship season for you guys. But my thing is, um, what's the real likely possibility of a Kawhi Leonard ending up in Boston or any high profile free agent? And if so, what what would you have to give up to get Kawhi Leonard in Boston?
2: Well, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that. I don't think it's going to happen. I I really don't think that San Antonio is going to let him get away. Mm -hmm. They're going to sit down and they're going to talk and they're going to figure it out. If Pop can figure it out with LaMarcus Aldridge, he can figure it out with Kawhi Leonard. I don't think they're going to be stuck. But it's possible, and we, we see the rumors, so we indulge the rumors. And if Boston is a potential landing spot, then San Antonio will have to get either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown back. Mm. One of those two guys is going to have to go back to San Antonio in right. that kind of deal. They'll have to throw, I don't know, contract wise, it might take it might take an Al Horford, it might take a you know a couple of these other guys or Marcus Morris or or something. So there's going to be a pat and of course like the draft picks. There's gonna the Celtics are probably going to get that Sacramento pick next season in the 2019 draft, and they have the Grizzlies pick with a couple of protections on it, but still could be a very good pick. And They'll probably have to get rid of both of those picks to go back to San Antonio wow. uh, in exchange for Kawhi Leonard. So I, I think uh, it, it, we package centered around those two picks, either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, one of those two, definitely not both. Uh, one of those two guys, and then salaries to make you know whatever filler they need to make it match. But that that I think would be the crux of a deal.
1: You guys get the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. You are the two seed. Milwaukee is the seventh seed going into the playoffs. Um, I did my prediction show earlier. I have Boston winning in six, but then you know don't get mad. I had them losing in round two against philadelphia but uh maybe you have higher hopes for this team um talk about their series against uh milwaukee and how far can this team go without the two best players
2: well like i said before this path is almost frustratingly perfect because they're i don't know how healthy they are like to take take advantage of it i mean i know that they don't have their two best players uh i don't know if they still have the opportunity to take advantage of this path I like I like Milwaukee in the first round. They have the worst defense of the three options between Miami and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't they don't take a lot of threes. They don't hit a lot of threes. So the Celtics, I think, at the end of the season, have shown a, a lot more zone defense, which would be uh, I, I think they'll whip out every once in a while to try to keep Giannis and out of the lane because that's where he does all of his damage, right? Driving and just dunking yeah. on him with those ten foot long arms. So if they can limit the drives, I, I don't think they're gonna get burned necessarily by Milwaukee's three point shooting. They're not a disciplined team. Like I said, they're they're I think seventeenth or eighteenth in the league in defense. Uh, they don't they, they make mistakes, they're prone to making mistakes, they'll fall apart. And I think I think Celtics in six is a good prediction. I think that's been the kind of the consensus that I don't think Milwaukee has the discipline, the cohesion to win four out of seven against Boston, regardless of the injuries. Philly is interesting because they're obviously more talented. Simmons is a beast on both ends of the floor, even without a jump shot. Embiid is a beast. Fultz now figuring things out, just dropped the triple double. That's going to be hard to deal with. They are definitely more talented than the Celtics that are going to go into the second round Mm -hmm. if they make it into the second round. However, I will say from an optimistic point of view, Mm -hmm. Al Horford has been very good at defending Embiid and Ben Simmons. Jalen Brown has been very good at defending Ben Simmons. The Celtics match up pretty well against the Sixers, and the Sixers are super, super young, and they don't have a lot of playoff. They don't have any playoff experience, so I, I think they're due for some rough lessons, and the Celtics, with their discipline, with their coaching, and look, Brett Brown's a great coach, but with that youth, I think the, in the playoffs, you tend to press a little bit, and if things aren't going well, it can tend to spiral out of control very, very quickly for a young team in the playoffs, because you've got that pressure of, if we lose this, now we need to do, like, you, you don't have like that free-flowing, regular season type of thing that's going on, it's... Mm-hmm. It's almost it's almost infinite possibilities. You know, you've got seven games, and if you blow that first one, yep. Oh, now now the pressure's on, and if you lose a game at home, oh, forget it. Now next thing you know, things start to fall apart. It's like uh, it's like the movie Three Hundred when somebody breaks the phalanx, the whole thing falls <laughs> apart, and that's yeah. that's kind of what I think would happen with Philly in that situation. So obviously, on paper, Philly has a ton more talent. Than the Celtics without Kyrie or, or Hayward, but the, the guys that the Celtics have are still really, really good defensively and the matchups are there. So you might be tempted to p- predict Philly and, and I, I wouldn't necessarily bet against that, but I think there's a definite real possibility that the Celtics could get past Philly in the second round
1: hey John either way uh congrats on another great year for Boston hopefully you guys go far um but another year Boston is in the playoffs and my Knicks are not <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have a head coach right now John we don't have a head coach
2: I I can't help but feel kind of bad like even' as much fun as I like to make of the Knicks I know and Dolan in that situation it's like this is almost like too bad. Like, oh my, oh my God, this uh-huh. is brutal. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'd like to say you'd be back. You'll be back soon, but I can't guarantee that with the
1: Knicks. Listen, man, I've been saying, we'll, you know, we'll be back soon since since twenty thirteen. We and we're not <laughs> back yet. So we got Poison It was it, it was going right. He got hurt. He may not be back till February of next year. So it. it I think next year is another lost year, but. You know, hopefully we'll have a coach by the draft and get somebody good from there and just kind of, you know, rebuild for the future, you know?
2: Well, all I can say is good luck.
1: (laughs) That's all you can say, man. Thank you, Uh, John. I I appreciate it. And again, good luck to the Boston Celtics this season.
2: You got it. Thanks.
1: All right, man. Take it easy. Denicio, my man, how you doing?
0: Oh, I'm so excited, man. (laughs) It's about that time. It's playoff ball. I can't wait. Oh, let's get it started, man.
1: Yeah, man. Uh I can't wait either. A, a lot of a lot of great interesting matchups. You know, at, at some point you were like at some point I was like, "Man, let's get this thing started. No more regular season games that that didn't mean nothing. No more Lakers, no more Sacramento Kings, no more Clippers. Let's let's get this shit on the way." And I think for the most part, you had the best 16 teams in the playoffs. A lot of interesting matchups, both out West and in the Eastern Conference. More more so for the West, I think, is more competitive in, in, in the Western Conference. And I'm going to start off right with you uh, with the Western Conference. I'm going to tell you the matchup. You tell me who who's going to win, how many games, and then obviously we'll get to who do you see in the conference finals? Who do you see in the NBA finals? And who do you see winning it all? So first, I will go with the Houston Rockets against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won a, they, 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 they a playing game against the Denver Nuggets um, last night. Uh, Minnesota, the eighth seed. Houston, the one seed. Home court throughout the the playoffs. Who do you have winning and how many games?
0: Gentlemen sweep. I have Houston winning round one against the Timberwolves. And I have them as a gentleman sweep. They're going to go 4-1. Unless Tom Thibodeau is going to decide to put uh, Jimmy Butler on Harden for the entire series, I don't see them winning uh, more than one game. Uh, Houston's just too much. And they match up. The matchup is totally terrible for minnesota the matchup mm-hmm. is not going to be in their favor so i got houston uh for one
1: so you have houston in five houston five yes sir all right i i would say the same i, I you know what i think the most it'll go six but i think five is the the right number for me houston in five uh what else we got golden state the two seed defending champions They get the seven-seed San Antonio Spurs. Uh, We don't know about Kawhi Leonard, if he's going to play, come back, or just sit out. Um, Let's just say this. If Kawhi doesn't play, how many games do you have Golden State winning? And if if Kawhi plays, how many games do you have Golden State winning?
0: Well, in my brain, Kawhi is gone for the year, and he's not going to be playing with the San Antonio Spurs moving forward in my head. Um so if we're playing uh, if we're playing a game uh, between the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs then we have a uh, Golden State Gentleman's sweep 4-1 against the Spurs uh they will they really have no answer for um the finals last year's finals MVP which was Kevin Durant they have no answer for him therefore um they're going to win that series 4-1 uh
1: that could be a sweep, depending on what it is. But yeah, I mean, I doubt the Spurs would get swept. I mean, they got swept last year.
0: And well, I, I give, I give, I give Popovich one game. One game. I give him one game. One game. Curry's gonna be, you know, Curr's gonna feel bad for him and give him one game. You know, he's gonna be like, hey, look, you know, he's a he's a mulligan. One game.
1: Right, and, you know. Plus, you know, the, the the health of of Curry, how quick he gets acclimated back into the system, and. And stuff like that. But I think for the most part, we get Golden State in five. Uh, who else we have? The three-seed Portland Trailblazers against the six-seed New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we know Cousins is out for the season. I like Portland. Um, very scary. Come playoff time. The backcourt of Lillard and McCollum is dangerous. Uh, I'll go first. I, I, I want to say six. Um, I think six is, is a safe bet uh, with Portland winning against the Pelicans. I know Cousins is not there, but it's just outside of Ann Davis and Drew Holiday. You know, where is the offense going to come from? And you're playing Portland, you know, you're you trying to beat them four times in a week and a half. I, I don't think that'll happen. The most six, uh, I, it could be five, but regardless, I would go with Portland. I, you know what? I, I'll go Portland in six.
0: Okay, I'm going the other way. Based on um, based on Portland's backcourt play between Lillard and McCullough, uh besides those two, who does Portland really go to to score like that?
1: They got Nurkic. I mean, Evan- N- who? N- N- uh, Nurkic, Mohawkless. They, they they got a couple. Uh, uh, you know, Evan Turner. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. Do I believe them more? Do more than I believe, Ant Davis, Rondo, and Drew Drew Holiday. See, a lot of people forget Rondo is battle tested. Mm -hmm. Rondo has championships. A lot of people forget Rondo is still playing on New Orleans. Like then the other day, I think he had 19 assists or 18 assists on New Orleans. Yeah. So hey, listen, my 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 uh my uh guess on it. New Orleans
1: and seven.
0: New Orleans and seven. Wow. New Orleans beats Portland. Lillard and McCullough have terrible shooting series. New Orleans, because they don't shoot, they pretty much, I mean, they shoot, but they're, they're, their game is going through Ant Davis. And if Ant Davis plays the way I think he's capable of playing, listen, they're not going to have any answers for him.
1: All right. You got New Orleans. I got Portland um in the final Western Conference matchup, the four seed Oklahoma City Thunder against the five seed Utah Jazz I think that might be the only series that, that could go seven um in in, in 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 either conference but I it's tough because you know Utah they were the fifth seed last year and they beat the four seed Clippers and that went seven games. And obviously a, a different team. Gordon Hayward was there, George Hill was there, but I think I think this could go seven because you can't just really trust the Thunder day in day out. They could be great one night and then look like shit the following night. So a lot of ups and downs with Melo, Westbrook, and Paul George being on that roster. Utah, young up and coming. I like Donovan Mitchell. Should be the Rookie of the Year in in, in my opinion. Um. Rubio doing well, Gobert, Ingles. Um, so, I'm gonna say OKC in seven, but y- y- you know, that's gonna be the-, the toughest series in round one.
0: Very, very, very good, Grasshopper. Uh, I do call. Uh, I do agree with you, OKC. I got OKC winning in seven. Um, I don't see the Jazz having any answer for Russell. Uh, forget Paul George and Mello because they've been they've been playing terrible the whole year. They haven't been, been playing consistent at all. We're talking about a guy who's averaging a triple double for the year, triple double for the year, and will not be MVP. So, having stated that, I'm going with OKC and seven.
1: All right, Eastern Conference: Toronto, the one seed; Washington Wizards, the eighth seed. Uh, I would say Toronto in five. Um, <laughs> he, 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 oh, let me know. guess. Then, let me guess. You have the Wizards winning?
0: Hell no. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm wondering why you were laughing. Oh, oh, okay. uh, yeah. I got, the, I got the Wizards sweep. I got a Wizard. I mean, excuse me. I don't have the Wizards sweep. Apologies. I have uh, Toronto, the Raptors sweeping the Wizards. The, the Wizards are done for the season. The Wizards it done? I mean,
1: I, I'll give them a game.
0: I won't give him a game play, boy. I won't give him a game. Look, ever since uh, John Wall went down, that team has been in disarray. I don't know who that team is anymore. But he, but he came um, back, though. Say again?
1: John Wall's back.
0: John Wall's back, but here's my point. The chemistry. I've been watching them play a couple of games that he's been back. Uh-huh. Their chemistry has just been off. I don't know what it is, but I i don't. Look, 4-0 Toronto. 4 Toronto.
1: All right, you got you got four zero Toronto. I got four one Toronto. We have Cleveland as the four seed um, against the five seed Indiana Pacers. Uh, Indiana might have the most improved player of the year, and Cleveland obviously has always MVP candidate LeBron James and uh, trying to make I think his eighth straight NBA Finals, which is ridiculous. So. Cleveland Indiana uh, Cleveland Indiana that could go 6 but i'm going to say Cleveland in, in 5 what do you think
0: yeah i got Cleveland in 5 too I, i'll give i'll give him a gentleman's sweep uh you know uh, listen i i i i really want this to be a soap opera i really want um Lance Stevenson to get all up in LeBron James. I mm-hmm. want him I want him to take off his shoes. I want him to untie his shoes. I want him to take off LeBron's shorts. I want him to do everything possible to end this series and make it entertaining. Having stated that, it's still not going to be enough. Uh, Cleveland in five.
1: All right. Uh, what else we have in the Eastern Conference? A, a depleted Boston Celtic team as a two-seed. Without Gordon Hayward, without Kyrie Irving, and they get the seven seed Milwaukee Bucks. Um, listen, I wouldn't, I, I would not be shocked if the Bucks were to win this this series in like seven. I would not be shocked, but I,
0: I would, I would. You, you would be shocked? Yeah, I, I would. I, I watched them play. Did, did, did they played the other night? Right? Would they play the Sixers? Was that the, them playing the Sixers the other night?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't count. Games that were just like two days ago. They're trying to wrap it up and get ready for the playoffs. I don't. They were down by forty, but that's that's besides the point. I'm saying in playoff mode, playoff time. Um, I could see the Bucks giving the Celtics a run for their money. I wouldn't be shocked if Milwaukee won in seven, but I I will go Boston in six because. Who's going to be the consistent scorer on Boston without Kyrie Irving and, and, and Hayward being there? Is, uh, is it going to be Jalen Brown? Well,
0: listen, Tatum, I, I'll give you. But listen, a lot of people. I don't know if you've been watching Boston the last couple of games. The, Terry Rozier is a starter. A lot of people don't understand Terry. Ro, they don't. They don't. They don't drop off when Terry Rozier comes in the game when Kyrie goes to the bench. Right? You have Terry Rozier. You have Morris. You have um, uh, Harford still. You have Jalen Brown. You have, I think, one of the most shocking. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was three. He was picked. He was drafted at the third. What third? Um, Tatum, right? He was drafted at three, right?
1: Yeah.
0: He was the third pick, right? But listen, this guy has been working his his tail off the whole season, and quite frankly, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm uh, not looking for the Bucks to win any games. Sweep.
1: Boston, uh, Boston sweeps the box. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about a sweep, but I, I would be safe and say Boston in six. But I won't be. Again, I won't be surprised if Milwaukee. I'm not saying they're gonna win. Or, or did I say that I, again?
0: Yeah, yeah, You said you wouldn't be surprised if, if they, they won. won I'm seven. I would. Okay.
1: All right. I'll be surprised if Milwaukee goes seven and wins. But I think Boston in six. You have Boston in a four game sweep. And to round out the uh, the round the first round, Philadelphia as shockingly the three seed, and they get the Miami Heat as number six. Uh, I would say the way Philly the way Philly has been playing, although it's been a lot of non-playoff teams. I know they won sixteen in a row. A lot of them without Joel Embiid. He's hurt uh, with the broken uh, orbital and eye stuff, so he might miss the first game or two. But I think Philadelphia will get by Miami probably in, in six to be safe. Philly in six. What do you got?
0: I just want to say a quick prayer. Black Jesus, please, please, Black Jesus, please put it in the NBA's brain to allow Joel Embiid to play with that black mask. Please, for my entertainment purposes yeah. alone, I want to see him playing that Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, that would be so fun. I loved it when Kyrie did it. I loved it when James did it, and they played well with the mask on. So I just think it's it's funny theater. Having stated that, Sixers uh, wins this series in five. Uh, Miami is uh Miami's in a is in a whole heap of trouble. And quite frankly, what I really want to see is Embiid come back, and I want to see what uh, your boy from Miami, the center, he was running his he's running his gums. Oh, white side right side yes he was running his gums, talking about hey you got a big man you're not using him coach Spolstra well here's the time you opened your mouth here's the time he's going to use you when he needs to use you and you best come up big because you he, you're not playing anybody you're playing Joel Embiid trust the process
1: okay so we have Houston OKC uh, Golden State Portland Toronto Cleveland Boston Philadelphia in the final eight uh, Toronto Cleveland Semifinals. Who do you got?
0: Uh, Toronto, Cleveland. I have Cleveland because there has been no answer for LeBron James as of yet, and I don't trust Kyle Lowry. He's never played well in the playoffs.
1: So, how many games you have the Cavaliers winning? I have it
0: going seven, four, three. Yeah. I'll take
1: I'll take Cleveland in in six. Boston. I I, I will go with Philadelphia over Boston in six. So lie. All right. Hold up. Golden State Portland. Round two. That's a sweep. Oh, okay. Tell me. You have New Orleans, first and foremost. So for you, Golden State, that's New a Orleans. Sweep. Okay, but now if it's Portland
0: That's a sweep.
1: A sweep either way. Either way that's a
0: sweep. They're not
1: winning again. All right, I will probably say Golden State in in five. So you have a sweep, I got it in five. Houston and the Thunder. Nice. That's a nice <laughs> match. Oh. Ooh, that's gonna be a goodie.
0: Uh, I have that going nice. seven. I got going seven to Houston.
1: Could you imagine if Chris Paul doesn't get past the second round with this, with the sixty five win team?
0: Oh, I can't imagine. And I and I, that's why I cannot wait till that second round. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh, it's going to be a goodie. Mm-mm. I got Do be, it. Yeah. James Harden is going to co- try to convince me that last year was just a fluke and that he's not scared of the playoffs. It's going to be a goodie.
1: So we have in the conference finals, Cavaliers, Philadelphia, Warriors, Rockets, uh, which, which I think a lot of just about everybody has that 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 final four. The, the Cavaliers – or the Philadelphia 76ers Eastern Conference Finals? Does LeBron get back to his eighth straight final, or do we see somebody brand new coming out of the Eastern Conference?
0: I'm going with LeBron uh, winning in seven, hmm. um, which is which is I re- what it is with what it is with the Sixers is I have yet to see how they'll match up with Cleveland for four straight games. So I'm just trying to see if they're gonna leave if they match up sixers in the, the Cavaliers are they going to leave Ben Simmons or LeBron James the whole game? because if they do, I don't know if LeBron's ready for that. I don't know if LeBron's ready for a guy his same height, his same weight, his same uh, uh, you know length of, of of you know of of his you know terms of athleticism, et cetera. I don't think he's ready for that for four straight games. So I, I be it's intriguing for me to uh to you know see this matchup happen. I can't
1: Wait. Uh listen, I can't wait either. I I think it's going to be a battle tested uh conference finals. You know, a lot of people are saying like you know after this year it's going to be Boston with, with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back healthy. It's going to be Philly. Le- how many more times can LeBron be the face of the Eastern Conference, get in there for the for the NBA Finals. But until you dethrone him, um, it's still going to be LeBron's team, LeBron's way, LeBron's route to the NBA Finals, depending on if he stays with Cleveland next season and beyond. But I had the Cavaliers winning in six. I think Philly could have a good run to the Conference Finals. But once they get there, it's going to be about, you know, experience and the bright lights and can you... Can you make shots? Can you, you know, do your thing down the stretch? Are you going to be nervous in in crunch time? LeBron's been through it. His Cavaliers have been through it. I know they got a couple new guys who weren't there last year or during or weren't there for their finals run. But as long as you have LeBron James on your team, getting 30 10 to ten, um, it's going to be tough to beat. So you have Cleveland in seven. I take Cleveland in six. Overall, a dope run for Philly to the Conference Finals, but I think that's where their season will end. So, you had the Cavaliers, or we had the Cavaliers in the Finals. The question is, do they play the Houston Rockets or the Golden State Warriors? So now, this is probably the, the toughest matchup. I think everybody sees the Rockets and Warriors in the Conference Finals. If that's not the Conference Finals, then... Uh, I think it's a failure on one of those parts. But if we get that, um, I think seven games is going to be where we get a winner. Um, Do I want to see the Cavaliers and the Warriors in, what, one, two, three, the fourth straight year?
0: Yes, you do. (sighs) Yes, you do. Yes, you mother effing you, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm good either way. Cleveland, Houston, Cleveland, uh, Golden State, but it's tough, man. I, I I just still feel the the Warriors have more weapons than the Rockets. Uh, uh, you have Harden, again. yes. You have Chris Paul, yes. But but then again, they got Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. You know, Clint Capella's been playing well. But on the other side, you got Draymond and uh, Clay and Curry and Durant. It just Gonna be tough, man. But I think if the Rockets get past the Warriors, I think they can win the whole the whole thing. But
0: like, um, well, that is the championship basically ba- in a nutshell. Basically. But unfortunately, so, when you're dealing with a team that's built on everyone scoring, i.e. Golden State, uh, six to seven people will come at you in a wave. Once Harden and Chris Paul are down. That is it. We have yet to see a game where them two have been down and they win. Usually it's one or the other. One's down, one's up, one's up, one's down, and they still carry their team to a win. I want to see them both down and they still win. We've seen Kevin Durant shoot bad and Steph shoot bad in the same game, and they win by a lot because they're a whole complete package. They're a complete team. Everyone can get it. But with uh, Houston – for me, they seem too much ISO ball. That three ball's not falling. Mm-hmm. They don't take the two. And it seemed like a lot of ISO, Harden, and shucking, and jiving, shucking, jiving, I'm going to pull this three. That's not going to work against Clay Thompson for four games, buddy. Okay? That's not working. You want to, Chris Paul, you want to you wanna dance around JaVale. You think you think they're going to allow JaVale McGee to come out to you and you can dance on him all day and score? Nope, they're not going to allow that. They're going to, Golden State's going to, at least a limit all these switches to get the W.
1: So you have the Warriors. I
0: have the Warriors winning the whole entire thing once again.
1: Okay, okay, okay. one one series at a time. So Golden State over Houston in how many games?
0: Seven, baby.
1: Damn, the Rockets gonna lose Touch. Game Seven on their home floor.
0: Gonna, it's gonna yeah, yeah it's going it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be heartbreaking. I know it's gonna be heartbreaking, but listen. I and mean, then home court don't mean home court don't mean nothing to the Golden State Warriors, baby. They just want to get to the playoffs. A lot of people, that's the same thing with Cleveland too, with my with LeBron. The playoffs is a different animal. So all these people thinking they have seen what they've seen from these teams in the regular season, is gonna be the same teams in the playoffs. They're sadly mistaken.
1: And we have the the Warriors and the Cavaliers NBA Finals. You have the Warriors, but how many games? Sweet. Shit. They can't get
0: one game? No, man. LeBron can't average 50. (laughs) LeBron can't average 50. let's,
1: Let's say hypothetical Cavaliers Rockets. Do the Cavaliers have a chance to beat the Rockets in the Finals?
0: Yes, they
1: do. Now, do they beat the Rockets in the finals? It was Cavaliers. They like, could. Like, like, can can the Caval- the, do, do the Cavaliers have a better chance against the Rockets and the Warriors? Right.
0: Cleveland has a better matchup with Houston than with Golden State because with Houston you're only dealing with one, uh, one uh, potential MVP. In James Harden, mm-hmm. but in Golden State, you're dealing with two winning MVPs in Kevin Durant and 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 uh, Steph Curry. So listen, I'm going to give it to the team with the two MVPs, not the one, buddy.
1: All right. So we will, I, what? You, so you have the Warriors winning the whole thing. That'll be their their. The... They're third in the last four years. LeBron's gonna lose another finals. Uh, that'll be tough, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a big LeBron fan, and I know they do a lot of comparisons to 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 him and Michael, which I think they shouldn't because I think they're two different players. Everybody wants to compare. I, I think Michael is Michael, Kobe is Kobe, LeBron is LeBron. Let them all be their own people. Uh, you know, eight straight finals, three championships already. The legacy is already there. Oh, top ten scoring leader. He's breaking Jordan's. Like they're just finding any record for him to break. Oh, Oh, eight hundred and ninety consecutive games of him scoring ten or more points. I'm like, like wh- where did you find that? Like I never heard of, I never heard that's that step before. But it's again, it's LeBron breaking Michael's record. Is this? Is that? Um, two two different players, both top five all time. Um, if he gets there I will I, I would like for him to, I would like to see him win because I am a LeBron fan but again if, if you got KD on the other side he got Harden, and Chris Paul on the other side and they had and they haven't won a championship um, it, it gets a little conflicting because you want somebody else brand new to win but not at the expense of LeBron like if they play Philadelphia all right Houston you can win it Golden State are right, you can win it but LeBron, man, I, you know, my thing is this. Would you rather get there again and lose or be bounced out conference finals and be like, damn, I, I didn't even get there? Like, what's more?
0: That's the question that people have been asking. And the answer would be is getting to the finals and losing again to Golden State because you'll, you'll be it'll be said like, hey, you know, I'm playing against one of the greatest teams ever assembled. As opposed to you not even making it there to even attempt to have a, an opportunity you losing in the Eastern Conference finals to the 76ers to a team no one predicted to be even in the final? No, you can't go out like that. From the beginning of the season, they predicted the Cleveland Cavaliers to be in the finals, even with their even with all the trades and nonsense. It was just a, a um it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be in the finals. So uh, uh, uh whether he gets there whether he doesn't it is what it is we we go, we're going to have cleveland and in the final gets golden state and they're going to lose the end
1: okay so we just we just broke down all the playoff matchups It should be very interesting start saturday you know the weather's getting warmer now here in new york so it it, it it's like hey man it's nice outside but You know, I might take an L, just stay home and watch the games. You know, whatever, or go to a bar or somewhere somebody's house and just watch the games. But um, in other interesting news here in the world of New York and the Garden, we the Knicks don't have a head coach now. They fired Jeff Hornacek, um, (laughs) which is like you know. I think the Knicks get a new coach every two years. It's a it's a revolving door. Of coaches, it's always something new—a new coach, new GM, new president, new new, new trades—and um, you just you just want to f- find some stability within the team, within the organization, within management to be like, hey, can we just you know get our shit together? And I'm not saying win a championship, but try, let's try to change the culture of of what. What we've been experiencing recently to a more winning culture, winning attitude to um, get the right players, get the right personnel, get the right scouts, get the right coaches, get the right assistant coaches, GMs, presidents, whatever it is. And it's like, hey, man, y'all haven't won a chip since 73. You haven't been to the finals since 99. Um, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2013, and you know, the shit gotta stop, man. It really, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it really does. It really does because you know, listen, I I, I I'm a Nick fan, but I'm not like the 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 diehard Nick fan and everything. But it's just like, listen, I'm a fan. I go to games. I watch it. But you, you're like, come on, man. Can 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 we? Can we get something going, man? Can we just like you see teams nowadays, like the Utah Jazz, and you know, like man, they 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 got a young roster, young coach. Um, Again, I know Utah is not New York, but you know if they can do it, why can't we do it? Indiana can do it. Like why? Philadelphia tanked for many years, and now they're um in the playoffs. Miami's in the playoffs. It's just like when are the New York Knicks? a team that I'm a fan of are going to be on this path where it's positive. It's productive. It's like, let the fan base know that we're not just going to be hire anybody. We're not going to just going to do this and try to make money. We're trying to produce a product out there that can really win games and down the line, be a a competitor for the championship. And I I tell you this uh, D like since 1996, uh, a good friend of mine on, on Twitter at Knicks Nation, I didn't even realize it. He said the Knicks, and you're probably shocked too. Since nineteen ninety six, which is twenty two years ago, the Knicks have had twelve head
0: coaches. Graduated graduated high school ninety six.
1: Ninety six I was in the seventh seventh grade.
0: <laughs> that tells you that tells you how old I am and how old you are. So like ninety yeah ninety
1: six the Bulls were on top of the game. Uh, this fucking Independence Day was coming out as a movie. Like that's how long ago. Where you had one stable coach, and that, and that was Pat Riley before he left um for the Miami Heat. But if I tell you these coaches, matter of fact, can you tell me some coaches the Knicks have had since nineteen ninety six? There's twelve of them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think I may be able to name all twelve. You ready? Go ahead. All right. Make sure you make sure you check them off for me. All right. I am. I am. All right. Uh,
1: Larry Brown, yes. Jeff Hornacek, yes. Mike D'Antoni. Wait, wait, wait Jeff. Oh, I, I forgot. Jeff. All right, so, so it's thirteen coaches. Sorry. So Jeff Hornacek, Larry Brown, yes. Go ahead. Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, yes.
0: Mike Woodson.
1: Mike Woodson, yes.
0: Kurt Rambis.
1: Unfortunately, yes.
0: Don, I forget his last name. Don, am I halfway there. Yeah, you, yeah, you you have
1: two of them. You're halfway there. Two dons. Yeah.
0: Don, forget his name. Help <laughs> me out, Randy. Uh, Don Nelson. Don Nelson and the other Don. What was the other? What was his name?
1: Don Chaney.
0: There you go, thank you. don black we'll black black out with the uh, beer. Yes, Dante, yes. Um interesting. I don't re- recall anyone else in between there. Put me on. Um Larry Larry Larry, Larry uh, Wilkins, right? Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Lenny Wilkins, Lenny Wilkins. There you go. Lenny Wilkins, definitely coach.
1: All right, you're missing one, two, three. You're missing
0: four. Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. Yes, three more. I said Mike Woodson
1: already. One should be obvious, which you forgot. It
0: Not was, Gundy. What's on what my after Gundy? Correct?
1: No, Gundy, Gun, Gundy counts. Van Gundy counts.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Best, yeah, Gundy, Gundy in there, yeah, Gundy, Van Gundy. Uh, two more.
1: One, one was real, real, real recent.
0: In between Mike D'Antoni, in between it was it was it was Mike Woodson, then D'Antoni, then then Horny.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's the guy who replaced Mike Woodson, and the one before Jeff Hornacek.
0: Oh wait, wait, wait! Who they get to replace Mike Woodson? It was um, Phil Jackson, boy, um, or his hire. Uh, yes. Uh, Derek Fisher. All right. One more.
1: Uh, I mean, he, he, he coached for like one game, two games, but they still got him down. So, he, he, he was a head coach of the Knicks for like a hot, hot second.
0: Oh uh, no, I won't know him. Who is he?
1: Herb Williams.
0: Herb Williams. Yeah. yeah so, 12 definitely.
1: head coaches, those 12, were the coaches of the New York Knicks since 1996 but when you look at the San Antonio Spurs, they've had one coach in 20-plus years.
0: See the difference? Listen, it's it's culture. It, you no, know, I say different. It's culture. And, and if he wants to – if Mr. James Dolan wants to uh, get his team stable at all, he'll hire Mark, uh, Mark Jackson and call it a day if he's smart. But chances are, because he's not smart, it's not going to work.
1: So outside of Mark Jackson, let, let, let's real quick talk about realistic possibilities. Uh, who would you say could be th- 3, 4, 5 people that you wouldn't mind them interviewing, taking a look at um, and ultimately who should be the next head coach of the New York Knicks.
0: Listen, I mean if it's a matter of interview, interview interview Tisdale Interview your Mark Jackson, interview your Jerry Stackhouse, interview all of them. But you should be throwing as much money as possible at Mark Jackson. So correct me if I'm wrong. They're still paying Phil Jackson, correct?
1: I believe so. Don't quote me, but I
0: believe. Yeah, he's still getting getting paid. Isn't Jeff Hornacek still getting paid? Because it's a three-year deal, correct? It might be. These are guaranteed contracts. If I'm not mistaken, I think Larry Brown's still getting paid. Listen, he was still I'm getting
1: paid. Allen Houston's still getting paid. Uh, Jay- yeah, These yeah, other guys still getting paid. Off
0: this, guy's, this this the long checks that have either been five-year deals, seven-year deals, or just deals in general where it's being paid out. Listen, just pay out Mark Jackson. He, he's worth it. Just give him the money. He's worth it. He'll develop players. He won't just just coach. He'll develop players.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it comes down to Mark Jackson. I've heard Jeff Van Gundy's name. He, he's always always in the running,
0: but I don't think Jeff he'll come Van back. Never, Jeff, Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy will never come back to that, to that cesspool. Never.
1: Um, Stackhouse could be interesting. You know, He'd never coached before, but at the same time, Brad Stevens never coached in the NBA, and look how he's doing. Jason Kidd never coached in the NBA until he, he did the Brooklyn and Milwaukee, I think he did a, a fine job over there. I mentioned J. Kidd as a candidate. Some people wrote me back saying, "Well, he's a he, you know, he failed in Brooklyn in the, in, in, in Milwaukee. and 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 Milwaukee." I'm like, "Well, J. Kidd has been a coach for five years. He made the playoffs three times. First year in Brooklyn, so I, I wouldn't categorize that as a failure." So I'm no, like, like "J. Kidd made the, made the playoffs three out of the last five years. The Knicks have missed the playoffs five straight years." So. Apparently, J.K. was doing some something right. I'm not saying he should be the coach, but I think he should be in consideration. Um, J.K. The counts, Mark Jackson, Van Gundy. I heard that they um, – Fisdale and David Blatt. I'm I'm like, listen, I, you know, this, this is New York. You got to get somebody that's going to, like you said, develop young talent, bring a buzz back to the city. And I think if you hire David Blatt, fans would be like, huh? That's it? That's what we got? <laughs> Like, same thing with Fisdale. Like, he, he's, he's, you know, they, uh, Orlando just fired Frank Vogel. So maybe he might be in the running too. We don't know. But uh, I think Mark Jackson could be the best bet if Mark Jackson wants to leave what he's doing now on, on ABC. Um, again, get the right coach that fits the right talent. Um, they hired Hornacek and Fisher, and it was just like, eh, you know, Steve Kerr was the guy. He bailed. Um Phil Jackson never interviewed Tom Thibodeau. So Thibodeau went to Minnesota. A lot of other guys that he did not even give a chance to. And we were stuck for Hornesac with Hornesack for two years. And now maybe finally get the fans what they want. You know, you know, did they, they never go after the the former guys like LJ and Houston to do work or, 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 or um, not Houston, Oakley, um Patrick Ewing, he's in Georgetown now. Doing a great job there, so I mean, hey, this might be the time, Mark Jackson, if he wants to. This might be the time Mark Jackson becomes the coach of of the Knicks.
0: Man, listen, it's a pre- perfect time. Jump on it, get these young players, uh, put put together all this all this um, excitement for the New York Knicks. Uh, it's it's early. Um, let's not waste any time, man. Get this guy here.
1: Exactly, and, and do it before the draft. You know, because, like, last year you had Phil Jackson as the president, GM, whatever. He made the pick for Nilakina and then, like, an hour later he was fired. So it's like, listen, can we do Can we do a couple of things right? Get the head coach in place at least before June so that they can have some input on what they want from, from the draft, what kind of player. The, the Knicks need a, 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 a wing player, uh, a three-man. I think, as, you know, Canton wants to come back. We got Poisingis, They got Tim Hardaway. A log jam at, at, at the guard with Moutier, Trey Burke. I don't count Jared Jack and, and, and Frank Nilekina. So that, that could be good. Uh, but what do you have at the three? So whatever coach you bring in has to have some input on, on that three-man spot if they're available. I have no idea what the Knicks, the Knicks are going to pick. They might get lucky and get a top number one, number three, or five. But, Listen, it's
0: also, like I said, it's just about developing players. There's no reason why... You can draft, go to State can go through the draft, develop players, and become great. Same thing with the Sixers. Go through the draft, develop players, become great. You have to go through the draft, develop players, and get some trades to become great. These guys in the Knicks, can't. They, I mean, they're, they're just not really developing. They're drafting the players that they think are great, missing some players that they thought wasn't great, and they're not developing players that they have the opportunity to develop. So, I mean, name a player that the Knicks developed that went on to do very, very well. It's not too many players. Some players, they, they got either... Going into their prime or they got when they were after At their, their prime. prime. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these guys have a lot of they have a lot to learn about getting going through draft and developing plays. It's OK to play rookies if your rookies are developing. Like if you told me, hey, D, we're going to play, uh, you know, we're going to play your Ron Bakers. We're going to put them to the Tim Auto on the floor. We're going to get we're going to get all these no names, some some run. In order to do trust the process, I'm with that. Because you know why? All those games that those 76ers lost to get to where they got, where they got MB, they got Ben Simmons, they were still developing, developing those other players. So those uh, I forget those other, you know, the three guard, I forget his name. Uh they they developed a couple of the plays on the 76ers, even with those losses, they were get developing and getting better. And then now, look now they're all in cohesion and now they're all playing playing well. It's 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 a matter of development. So we'll see. It's we'll see.
1: Hopefully, man. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, it's about that time that they shake things up and do things for the fans who pay a lot of money to get in the garden, buy the food, the eighteen dollar beer, the eleven dollar nachos. It's like, hey, man, can we get a good product out there that's going to be. You know. and, then, and,
0: that's, and that's the thing about New York fucking City. Pardon my language, <laughs> but that's the thing. They want to be able to present you something that's, well, the product is not worth what they're presenting, but because it's the zip code, because it's New York, because it's the market, they get to, Dolan gets to get away with bringing a, a piss-poor product to the floor. It's no different than his uh, cable business. He monopol- monopolized the business. So it's he's you know he's the only game in town besides the Nets, right? And the Nets thing. Mm-hmm. So he's the only bad if you want to see professional basketball, superstars are going to be on the, the front line. They're going to go there to see other teams come to New York and play. So he's not losing out at all by putting a piss poor product on the floor.
1: Yeah. Before I wrap it up with you uh Denicio, um going to go through real quick who we have as the MVP. Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Most Improved, and whatever award I can think of after uh, MVP. Does it come down to James Harden, LeBron James, or do, do you think James Harden is the unanimous MVP this year?
0: I'll give it to you all in one, all in one, uh, one, one sound soundbite. All right, MVP James Harden, Most Improved Play, Most Improved Player Ola mm-hmm. Uh Coach of the Year Terry Stotts for Portland. Um,
1: again for from from portland
0: from portland okay and uh rookie of the year is um um excuse me um dude from utah mitchell mitchell donovan mitchell yes yeah so mvp jose james harden they, they they played excellent all year he's putting up crazy numbers dropped the 50-point game the uh, the other you know mid-season mm. he is the mvp without a question uh, Oladipo has come a long way from Orlando. You know, he went from Orlando to OKC, and now he's Indiana. He's at Indiana, thriving, playing very, very well. I don't know what OKC missed on him, but now he's playing very, very well. He's my most improved player. Coach of the Year Terry Stotts. Uh, listen, Portland, besides your McCullough and your your Lillard, what does Portland really have? I mean, Utah has you know Mitchell and then you know Gobert and Ingles. They're they're decent enough. Um, and then everybody else, you're expecting them to do what they're doing. But with Portland, even I, I even give a nod to Alvin Gentry. He's coaching New Orleans, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'll even give a nod to Alvin Gentry. You know, um, honorable mention to Alvin Gentry because you know, for you to be in the playoffs with just AD, that is saying a lot. All right. And last but not yeah. least, I think I mentioned the rookie of the year, which is uh, Donovan Mitchell um this guy is is phenomenal of course the Knicks could have drafted him but apparently he he, he didn't have it um but clearly Utah has uh, seen the light they're starting him at the two he's doing very well um and because Ben Simmons uh was you know obviously out last year but he was still getting paid through the NBA I don't consider consider him a rookie now I wouldn't mind at all it being a Grant Hill uh Jason Kidd situation where right. you give co-rookies of the year uh, they've done that before. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. Co-Rookie co- uh, co- of the Year's to um, Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons.
1: I would say, real quick, James Harden, MVP. Um, I mean, you, you look at LeBron's numbers, man. It's really like, hey, if he's not on their roster, the Cavs may not even make the playoffs. It's, it's just it's just that ridiculous, but um, I would go with Harden. Rookie of the Year, I would say Co. I think it should be Co. I think the you can't go wrong either way. They're both in the playoffs. Um, you know, w- w- with high numbers and and Mitchell leading his team with scoring and all that stuff, and Ben Simmons on a tear with 16 straight victories heading into the playoffs. I think I just feel like Co Rookie of the Year is is the best way to go. Um, Coach of the Year, I think it comes down to Dwayne Casey from Toronto. I think Brett Brown from Philly has to be considered. Um I like Terry Stotts from Portland. I don't think Dan is going to win. I think I think he won it last year. So I think it come down to uh Dwayne Casey, Terry Stotts and, and Brett Brown from Philly, most improved Victor Oladipo. And I think I mean defensive player of the year I really you know I just you know whoever they give it to. Um I think that that's, that's pretty much it and a uh, most most petty award um Somebody's out there. Westbrook, somebody's out there for most even even recently, Mitchell and Simmons going back and forth with the rookie definition. That that that's the most petty award. Um, I think. So other than that, man, I think it was an overall great NBA season. It, it went really quick, but it is playoff time and the next two months should be dope and very entertaining. We'll see who makes the NBA Finals. We'll see who wins the NBA Finals. And uh, if LeBron can get ring number four or Durant number two or James Harden ring number one, but Denicio, always a pleasure, man. You can follow Denicio on Twitter and Instagram at Denicio Shoots. Um, You want some videography done, some photography done, go hit him up on Twitter and Instagram. This is It's in the Game on SoundCloud and iTunes on the Cruise Control Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Denicio, my man, appreciate it. Good looking. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah.